Hey, Jordan. Personal question. Why does your backyard look so good? Well, I've been kind of self-conscious lately, Tricky. Thank you for noticing. But the real answer is... Ramsey Lawnscaping. That's right. Ramsey Lawnscaping is the finest lawnscaper around, Tricky. They took all my old shrubbery and put nice river rock all around. They planted some new grass seed, built up Eli and Silas's playground. But once again, their names are... Ramsey Lawnscaping by Chad Ramsey. 443-859-2000. They say it's the number one... Hardscaper? East of Waco. And to all the other landscaping, lawnscaping, and hardscaping companies out there... Get off my lawn! You're listening to Turtleheads Podcasts with your hosts, Dave, Lee, Tricky, and Jordan. I'm Eli Monk and I have Marilyn Pride. Go Terps, go Oilers, and go Ravens. Might have a little dirt on my boots, but I'm taking you uptown tonight. Might have a little mud on my wheels, but they're gonna shine with you up inside. Gonna hit the club, gonna cut a rug, burn it up like me. Who takes down all the stars in Los Angeles to win the United States Open? So it's safe to say, first off, Lee, welcome back to the studio. Thank you, thank you. Took a little hiatus there. I apologize for that for all my, uh, my fans. Your, your personal AWL. Yeah, man. my they, they fans. For yeah, Lee. yeah, just for me. <laughs> Award-winning Lees. <laughs> At Maddie. <Yeah. laughs> no, our ratings dipped for sure in your absence. Yes, yes. They said no Lee, no AWL. So anyway, what a fun weekend of golf. I will say the field, or I shouldn't say the field, the golf course was awful. It looked like a field. It, it was terrible. Even Even my dad... Uh, we're going to do later on, we're going to talk about Mount Rushmore's uh, things fathers do. And one thing dad doesn't do is sports. But he even said, what kind of place are they playing in? Look how tall the grass is. And there, there was dead grass laying in the rough. It was just, it was terrible. Uh, the first three days, they made the golf course look like a miniature golf course because they were just, they were, I mean, they were driving the par fours. And then all of a sudden Sunday hit. And I don't know if they've got nervous or what. Players were playing terrible, but at the end of the day, only one player played good all four days, and that's Mr. Wyndham Clark from Colorado. But congratulations, Mr. Wyndham Clark, on his U.S. Open. Tricky, you got anything to say about the old U.S. Open? Well, several things. Uh, very disappointed in two particular golfers, one being Rory McIlroy. Uh, he and Ricky Fowler were both near the, at or near the top of the leaderboard going into the final day. Uh, there's been a lot of people talking about Rory specifically because he was one of the holdovers that did not jump to live. And uh, I didn't see any live golfers playing that great this past weekend. So this was his time to get after it. And he fell off at the end. And of course, Ricky, who for a while people said was the greatest golfer and never win a major. But uh looked like Ricky Fowler this one up uh, this weekend. But uh, oh, Wyndham Clark. 
one of only four golfers in the modern era to win a tournament in their first time making the cut at a tournament. His previous best was tied for 75th. Yes, and uh, at the end of last season, Rory McIlroy, who barely lost the tournament, was ranked number one. Wyndham Clark ranked 163rd, and now he's got a major under his belt. So, what's up with Ricky? You know, last year he didn't play in the U.S. Open. Did you know that? I was not aware. I didn't. Know I, that. I don't. I have not even paid attention to Ricky Fowler in the last several uh, golf seasons. He played so bad last year. He didn't get an invite to the U.S. Open. Wow. I mean, he. Well, I mean, let's honestly look at it though. Aside from his first round, he didn't really play great. Uh, 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 I mean, nobody really did he, if you think he about broke it. Broke the U.S. Open record. Yeah, you shoot a sixty-two. Yeah. You're kind of hot. No, not even that. That that that. Uh, him and uh, what's his name? Uh, who did he tie with day one? Uh, yeah, it's Xander. Uh, yeah, Xander. They tied day one for the greatest score at a U.S. Open, greatest round. But Ricky broke the record for a four-day stretch, a tournament stretch of the most birdies. So Ricky played great. It's just Sunday. Holy choke! Well, and nobody really played great yesterday, yeah, though. I mean, look did, at it. Yeah. I think the the back nine going into. Uh, when like the marquee groups were finally getting on the, I think like the back nine as a whole, the field was like plus eighty five or something on the back nine. Uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler had his opportunities. Rory had more than enough opportunities. It was just bad putting, is really all it was. Like they were just, and I mean, I know, I I shouldn't say it. You know, <laughs> I'm a three putt three putt guy. You know, yeah, when, but when they're but putting I, like us, yeah, yeah, good. it ain't good. It ain't yeah. good. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. I, I will say, man, I thought the golf course was terrible. The good news is we get to go right back there in a couple years. They get another U.S. Open. Uh, furthermore, did you know the Playboy Mansion is right behind hole 15? Yes. And you can hear the Playboy monkeys while you're teeing off. And it, peacocks. Yes. Like, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why we have to go to L.A. Open. Apparently, it's the most prestige golf course in America. I got news for you. Dad even said it once again. A lot of Daryl Monk references here. <laughs> he said it looked a little bit like Great Hope. So oh, don't that, talk don't talk trash about my course. Like no, that. I'm saying if that's yeah. the most prestige is Great yeah. Hope number yeah. two. Well, they call it Augusta North. Yeah, Great Hope, absolutely, probably the nicest golf course east of Waco. <laughs> Some say nicest golf course in Somerset County. Tricky. I would probably wager that that is the truth. Boogity boogity, let's go racing. Uh, not this week, Jordan, as NASCAR is on the bye. I believe. I believe that. I believe that we will. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. The number one soccer podcast is back. USA all the way. Quack, quack, quack. Gordon Bombay. Whoa. USA soccer. 2-0 this weekend. We are so back. We are so bad that we fired a coach and brought him back. <laughs> Talk to us, Tricky. Well, we not only went 2-0, and o, Jordan. We dominated an entire continent. We defeated Mexico. We defeated Canada. We are the champions of North America. the entire continent of North America. <laughs> That's funny, Tricky. Where's the next World Cup? Is it going to be in North America? Hey, uh, Brazil, Italy, Argentina, stay at home. Yeah, you're on. You're on. Uh, you're on the hot seat. Uh, yeah, it's no. over. You ain't gonna come into our America. It's not just USA. 
We run the North. We are America. And did you see what happened to Mexico's coach after we laid the beat down on him? The guy had been on the job for less than five months. Did they get him? They had to give him his walking papers. They wow. told him, adios, muchacho. <laughs> oh, well, well, if they do anything like the USA, they, he's not out at all way. They can fire him and bring him back there, Tricky. But uh, USA soccer. Are we back, Tricky? It's our time. Are we back, Lee? I, I mean... We got a, got a lot of young talent. What was the cup we just played in? Con, 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 uh, oh, the CONCACAF. Yeah, that was it. Was the Nate? Well, yes. I I don't know if this is true, but I heard the what? CONCACAF is harder than the World Cup. Rumor. That's well, just rumored. <laughs> I think that's a real, real, real rumor. Yes, that's not true. Yeah, no, don't think that's very. I will true. not confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I will say that saying CONCACAF is way more difficult than saying World Cup, so yes. you may be right. Some say it's the hardest soccer cup to play for What uh, east of Waco, west of Waco, maybe just north Waco. and south of Waco. <laughs> All around. So, yeah. yes, USA is back. Uh, can't wait for the World Cup. Man, it just seems like yesterday we were in the knockout, kickout stage, but three more long years, man. It's just whoo. biting the bullet, ready for it to get whoo. back here. Can't wait. So let's take a minute to talk about another sponsor there, Lee. NHTSA. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. They do not like drinking and driving, nor do we, nor should you. The year is 2023. If you drink and drive, you're going to get locked up. Call an Uber. Call me, 443-783-4724. I'll come pick you up. But with that said, Huggy Bear had a little too much to drink this weekend. What do you say there, Tricky? That's the saddest part about this, Jordan. Yes, there are people that make bad decisions out there. But this gentleman has made them before, and because of his known proclivity for uh, bending the elbow, as some would put it. The ALK. Yes. Uh, there is a provision in his West Virginia co- coaching contract that provides him with a driver at all times during the season, off season, if he needs to go out for milk. There is someone available with a car just for him Anytime he needs to go anywhere. Can you imagine having liking alcohol that bad that they've got to put that in here? Well, I, I assume it's because he likes alcohol that what, much. What? No, that's why they yeah. did it, because they were trying to protect their they, – they didn't want to have a situation like this. And when uh, he was pulled over, what was it, uh, .021 or something? No, no, .21. .21. Yeah. And I'm not an expert on his body mass index or how many it takes for him to get that far, but – he had more empties in the car than what it took to get to point two one. They said there were some in the trunk. He had a trash it, bag full. Yeah. But hold on. You might have just solved the problem trick. I didn't realize that was in his contract. He thought he was in Columbus, Ohio. Maybe he called the driver to Columbus, Ohio. Little did he know he was in Pittsburgh. And maybe he just got tired of waiting. Well, speaking of Pittsburgh, ah, Jordan. Yes. And the uh, bad decision of getting behind the wheel when you have consumed alcoholic beverages... Just this past week, a charter bus driver from North Carolina, not Hickory, was driving the Pittsburgh Pirates to an away game with the Milwaukee Brewers when a highway patrol noticed him driving erratically, pulled him over thinking that the driver was having a health incident, only to find out that he too was too impaired to be behind the wheel. So... Bad idea for Huggy Bear to put himself and anybody else on the road in danger. 
This guy had an entire Major League Baseball team in his hands and is driving a bus. It's just amazing. Um, again, people make mistakes, but these are people in positions where they should, should certainly know better, and it's just a sad uh, state of affairs all around. Baseball. A little baseball action there, Tricky. Let's do power rankings. Lee, you want first pick? Uh, Sure. Why not? Lee, you had the first pick. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Number one, as much as it pains me, it's the Tampa Bay Rays. I just don't I don't see them not being number one for a little while. I say we do a special. And we have a two-game series. Both Orioles and Rays have lost two out of three. I said we get back on the air on Thursday if we sweep the Rays and we put us at number one. So, <laughs> you got the Rays at one. Yep. Unfortunately... I can't take the birds at two. I'm not so saying tricky. We're... It's your pick. <laughs> no, no, yeah, so, so tricky. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to take those Braves. The Braves are hot. They're, uh, in my opinion, they're the favorite to win the NL, and they played great the first two and a half months of the season. So tricky. Who do you have at three and four? Think I wisely. see what you did. You made me do it, but you you are clever. That's why you're in the position you're in. I am going to take your. Baltimore Orioles with pick three. Yes. Uh, they've won seven of their last ten ball games. Yes. And um, we mentioned on last week's podcast, I say we, it was Jordan who mentioned some uh, possible uh, pickups that the Orioles could uh, do going into uh, maybe after the All-Star break and mentioned getting Aroldis Chapman. And what happened? We go on the internet and some wise guy is saying, Oh, yeah, if they had Cano and uh, Chapman and Batista, yeah. which is a direct quote from one Jordan Monk. So, Mr. Wiseman, Ken yeah. Wiseman. I've already sent a cease and desist letter, so we're good. We, we mean cease and desist stealing our takes. Don't stop <laughs> being an AWL, Ken. I'm sure it's helping your career, among other people. Just be careful about adopting our takes as your own. That's all we ask. But, yes, uh, I can't deny... Uh, your your birds, and uh, right behind them though, a team that I've been championing uh, since the first couple weeks of the season, the uh, Texas Rangers. Uh, they had a couple of losses uh, recently, but uh, I've still said, and I'll stick to it until I'm wrong, that uh, in the heat of the summer, you're going to see a lot of teams wilt when they get to Arlington. So, uh, give me uh, Texas Rangers with number four. That means I get the pleasure of picking Shane's Baby Snakes. Staying hot out west. Baby Snakes, they are now 43-29. and 29. Lee, snake it back. Uh, I know Tricky was a little upset a couple weeks ago when somebody chose the Los Angeles Angels over his Yankees in number 10. So, But don't look now. The Angels are eight games above 500, so I'm going to take them with number... Six, yes? Yes. Uh, followed by those Miami Marlins at number seven. They're ten games above five hundred. So, And who would have expected that? Those boys are hot, too. That's another team that's won uh, seven out of their last ten. They're not fooling around down there They're in the Miami. old baby fish. Uh, the only problem is my boy is un- batting under four hundred now. He's he's at a measly three eighty eight. Uh, pressure's off, man. Yeah. So Now, I know we have a lot of baseball left, but looking at the power rankings... If you're Tampa, Atlanta, Texas, Baltimore, Arizona, I think you're in a very good position to make the postseason. 
Because after that, uh, yes, Miami and Los Angeles are hot right now. But look at the other records. I mean, San Francisco at 39-32. and 32, Houston, 39-33. No one's really blowing it away. Other, and I grant it, teams can get hot. But as long as those teams above them keep winning, they could run away with this come August, September. But I'm going to go ahead at, what am I, at 7? 8. 8. I'm going to take the Dodgers. Tricky. Those slumping Dodgers. Yes. <laughs> over the surging San Francisco Giants. I just, I can't do Gabe Kapler, but look, look under the Giants, though. Houston lost four in a row. Dodgers three in a row. Yankees four in a row. Toronto two in a row. Phillies won six in a row there, Tricky. Yes, they did. So finish us off nine and ten. Okay, so uh, with nine, I will not be taking those cheating Astros. Um, but I will take my New York Yankees, even though I am not the only one talking about Aaron Boone. I've been listening to national radio shows just ripping this guy apart. He's turning into a clown, but we still keep winning ball games despite him. Uh, hit a little speed bump there in Boston last night. But since they're my picks, uh, I'm going to take my New York Yankees and a team I never thought would ever grace our airwaves for any reason i never thought we would be able to name a player on their team but at number 10 they're only two games above 500 but they have won eight in a row the oldest franchise in major league baseball your reds of cincinnati have made the power rankings congratulations you are at 10 Cincinnati Red Legs. So you didn't take the Giants either? No, I, no, no, I'm not going to because you don't like Gabe Kapler. and I want you, together. I want you to invite me back next week. <laughs> I like turtles. So yesterday was a big day for Terps football recruiting. They picked up three big recruits, starting with Michael McGonagall from William Penn in York, Michael Hershey from Spring Grove in Pennsylvania, and Josiah McLaurin from Clinton, North Carolina. So... The, uh, the funny part with football is you get commits left and right, but nothing's solid until they sign that letter of intent. We've seen that both ways. Am I right, Dave? We've had some heartbreaks. Yeah, yeah a lot of them. We, yeah. we stole a couple too, though. Yeah, yeah. It, work, the, it works both ways. It just always it always hurts worse when you lose the guy that committed, I guess. Any uh, any relation to Terry McLaurin, the uh Oh, from scary Josh? Terry. Yeah, I did. I I don't know where scary Terry. What well, scary Terry? What from Indianapolis somewhere up there? I just always a receiver. I didn't know if there's any. Uh, look it up. Let's that, see. That, that, let's that's see. Your job. So right. while while Lee's looking that up, uh, obviously Loxley he did the old uh, the tweet locking the walls. Um, I didn't know DMV switched down to North Carolina, but that's fine. Lox, we trust you. But a football team is revving up. We'll be here for you. Know it. And uh, Maryland football is looking positive this year. Uh, they just put out the uh, top quarterbacks for the Big Ten. And Baby Tua, TT, however you want to call him, it's New Year. We can't bash him too hard, Tricky. But they have him ranked number three behind Michigan and Iowa. So should be a fun season. Once again, our last year of the tough scheduling, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State. But let's just see what happens. You know what I mean? I think last year, what did we set our goal last year? Nine wins, and we reached that. We certainly did. I say this year, let's set the goal for ten wins. Everybody good with that? Dave, ten wins? It, absolutely. Yep. I think this year is the year we steal one from either 
Penn State or Michigan or Ohio State. I think finally get over the hump this year, hopefully. Yeah, well, we talked about it in the last year. It's time to make that next step. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're winning bowl it, games. It, we're it, in bowl games. And we stayed close. I mean, that, that Michigan game uh, was amazing. Oh, we we um, should have won that game. Oh, absolutely. And there were, uh, what, there were several others. It? Was that the game where we fumbled the first kickoff? Was that or was that the Ohio uh, State game? That was, uh, I, I think that, that was, was Ohio State. Are you sure? Well, that was the Ohio State game, but the... we were in that one too, right? Oh, no, no, I, no, I, no. I that was Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, it was Michigan. The Michigan right. game was an right. open kickoff. Yeah. Yes, but but my biggest problem with that whole season was the Purdue game. They didn't call off sides on that cat. Yeah, oh, a lot of extra God, point. Yeah. I mean, that's that's our tenth win right there. You know, what I mean, granted, if we win the bowl game, it could have been a different bowl game we've been playing in, but. Either way, let's just – it's a little early. It's only June, but you know what? Everything's got a reason. Next year, we start off Towson. I hope we win that game. Then we host Charlotte, which was a shootout last year. Hopefully, we defend home court and get that win. We beat them last year. Then we had that uh, – I think it's going to be a Friday night game versus Virginia at home at yeah, Bird. I, at Bird. I think I, we should, might be sure we try to go to that, boys. Oh, I no, think we have two Friday night. nights. Oh, no, no. You get married at 16th. Yeah, but that's rehearsal dinner day. That's, hey, it's all good. What time's <laughs> rehearsal dinner? Like five. Oh, we loading out the bus and we rolling, son. After <laughs> we'll have that. to check. That's, I mean, that, that's about what time Jordan will leave anyway. So I mean, <laughs> there it is. Five. That's early, Dave. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. we'll get there by the third quarter, maybe. Yeah, there you go. So we're all good, right? We're leaving after leaves rehearsal dinner. <laughs> <Sounds> <laughs> all right. <laughs> then, uh, then we go to Michigan State. So let's just and, and we beat them last year, didn't we? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're as strong because they got that new coach they're rebuilding. So let's just say. Once again, Maryland's I feel like we always start out 4-0. Always. That's a given. <laughs> so let's just we're, – we're being very positive. We go 4-0. Then we're, we host Indiana. And I'll be honest with you. I think we're at the time in the Big Ten where we look at these teams, and I think we can start being favored against these teams. I say we're favored there. 5-0. and Then we have to go to the horseshoe. That's going to be the one. I'll say we'll lose that game to Ohio State just because, like you said, I think this is the year we do it, but I don't think we beat Ohio State at Ohio uh, yes, State. Yes, correct. Then we host Illinois. That's going to be a very good game. Let's just say we hold uh, serve. We win that game. I say we beat Northwestern. They don't have much coming next year. So let's – what's that? What about what, four, five, seven and one. Seven and one. Hosting Penn State. Now, there has been a, numerous games in the past five years oh, where we've been like three and oh, four and one. Yeah, there's been some hype times going into the Penn State game. We just get destroyed. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that Friday night game. Oh, yeah, that was bad. We got some moats. Well, looking ahead at this schedule, so I'm assuming, Jordan, you're going to say maybe we get the win this time at Penn State. But we're at now, home, yeah. I think we right. win that game. But now here's where the pickle comes because the following game is at Nebraska. Sandwiched follow, by Michigan. Yeah, though. sandwiched in so between the Penn the State game. Penn State home game, Michigan home game. We get all hyped up for Penn State. Let's say we win that. Then we're way overhyped. Right, and we're definitely looking ahead to the home game I, against Michigan. Yeah, because I, so, I, I got news for you. If we win that game, send it 8-1, you know everybody in the middle is going to say, oh, Nebraska 9-1. We can have a chance to play for a Big Ten title. You're exactly mm-hmm. right. That really scares me. Get the mousetraps out for the Nebraska game. You're exactly right. Um, yeah, I, I think Tricky's hit the nail on the head right there. I see us, I see us beating Penn State, beating Nebraska, but it's either going to be close or it's going to be let down. I, I could see that game. We have like no points going into the second half or something like that. Something crazy. <laughs> be like it'd be like ten that, to nothing. That's going the to game half. where like it's either raining, it's behind off, or like yes. by that time, I don't know. Does Nebraska get snow? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh sure, snowing its butt off, and yeah. we just like that. Uh, 
Who did we play yeah, last man, year in the rain? In the snow, we, we just feed Tricky's guy, man. Just feed him. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah not the not big so fella. Littleton. Not That's so right. Littleton. Not so Littleton, the big fella, man. Let him eat. All right, so let's now let's just be realist here. So let's say we go 7-1. and one. Let's say we lose 7-2, and two, and then I think we're even we're, – then we're mentally – Fatigued. I say we lose that game. Eight and we'd be eight and three at that at point. At that point, right. so eight and three, and then we beat Rutgers to close out the season. Nine and three, just like we just said, going to a bowl game. I, I mean, think I I think everybody on the Maryland fan base would be tickled to death with a nine and, and three and season. Here's the worst part: predicting the future. Here, let's say all that happens, right? And we beat Penn State. We lose in Nebraska. You're going to have to back every one of us off the bridge because yeah. we're all going to be like, I can't. This was yeah. the year we were going to win a national title. Well, and, and not only that, but I would assume, given the uh, strength of our schedule prior to that, if we go into that game with a seven and one record and lose to Nebraska, prior to that, we probably would have been ranked pretty healthily. And then I think the entire NCAA would drop us like a bad habit if we lost to uh, yeah, Nebraska. Probably. I could see us at like 13, 14, and all of a sudden we're out of the top 25 because of a loss to Nebraska. Or yeah, depending on how low, bad the loss yeah, is. Yeah, or low 20s anyway. I could see us moving like 8, 10 spots just because. You're taking the under? Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking the score of the game. Oh, no. No, I'm just <laughs> saying because – anymore they're hesitant to give maryland a, a, a high ranking because right. we always seem to You're minute, right. minute we get what we do yeah it's had that and you know, crab cakes and uh let downs, let downs. Let downs. Yeah, what, right. what do you what do you got dave are they expanding the playoffs this well year? i just looked that up 2026 when it starts so right, i was gonna say because if we're sitting in that record Oh yeah, we're, we're in. talking about playoff berth. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but here, here. Oh, if they go to sixteen, absolutely. Again, again, because of the teams that we're playing. I mean, that would be lots of fun. Yeah, when we can talk about being in the BCS playoff. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna fun. get my crystal ball out one more time. Let's say 2026, the new schedule in the Big Ten. Let's just say we made the playoff. Right? I'm already predicting we're gonna be the 16 seed playing the one seed. Already predicting that because the, every bracket hates us. Every but sport. I would take that. I would oh, take yeah, that. Right yeah, now. I would. I would, I would take it right now. But just, here, just, here, here's my other thing. Here's my biggest fear. We're riding this like three. If everything goes well this year, we're riding like this three years in a row of like what Maryland football was when Freege left. My biggest fear is Loxley turns into Turgeon, kind of gets okay with that, and then we go down to a little slide in recruiting, and we kind of go back to that cycle of like eight wins, nine wins. You know what I mean? I I kind of want to build on it. I'm not saying I want to play for a national title every year. But I want to be a bowl team every year. If we could be a perennial top 15 team, I think. I'll be honest with you. I would be okay being Michigan State in football. Michigan State made the playoffs a couple years ago, and they're always a tough out. I'd be fine with being the next Michigan State in the Big Ten. Does everybody agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I I just don't know if Maryland's ever going to be that school where we're just that that team that's a parent like a, every year fighting for like a national championship i just don't i just don't see maryland ever being that no, I well, there, there are plenty we're, we're gonna do it but it's gonna be in a different sport well hey. the, there, there are plenty of teams yes, that football. have sorry that have short stints where they're in the conversation i mean when phil fulmer was at tennessee there was a 15 to 20 year stretch where they were in the top 10 all the time i mean everybody thinks of peyton manning but they won their national championship with t martin who uh, I don't think has better college stats than our boy uh, Baby Tua. So um, you can catch lightning in a bottle for a few seasons and build a little miniature uh, run. But my question is, if we get too good, 
is Locks a Terp lifer, or is this a stepping stone yeah, he for him? He ain't going nowhere. No. Yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't know if. That's like the whole baseball thing going on right now with Terps. Well, I think I think Locks got roots. I think he's he's DMB through and through. Well, yeah. we'd we'd have to throw a lot of money at him though. I mean, we're talking about, about uh, Michigan State. Well, that guy's staying there because they had one good season. They gave him near a hundred million dollars. So yeah, he's sticking around. But but, but that's the that's the thing that this poor poor pitiful Maryland has no money. Maryland's got money. I think Maryland's problem is how they spend the money. Look at the coaches we're paying. Are we still paying Randy Etzel, Etzel, Durkin, Turgeon? I mean, we have wasted some money in the past 10 years. I also think, though, I think the school, and I hate to say it, I'm not agreeing with it, but I think they'd be more apt to spend the money on football than basketball. 100%. I think you're 100% right because money is revenue. Football is where the money's at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the whole Big Ten move. Big Ten is a football conference. Always has been. Absolutely. And. And I mean, we kind of—I think they want to be a—they want to be a bas- a football school. Yep, I think I think Dave's hitting nail on the head. But Dave, I, as you know, I—I I haven't been to many Maryland football games, but that Iowa—you were there, weren't you? Tricky the Iowa game. Yes. Yeah, spicy chicken sandwich. We uh, that Iowa game—it was hype. And I remember texting Dave, and he goes, "When Bird is full, it's rocking." So I oh, was yeah, rocking I, the first quarter and a half, and then <laughs> I was a—I was a season ticket holder for. Four Frigian seasons, and it was always fun. All right, here fun. you go. Here I mean, you go. Like, here you go. You ready for this? If we uh, if we get ten wins in the regular season, that means we beat Michigan, Penn State, or Ohio State. We beat two of the without any letdowns. If we have ten wins going into the bowl game, Turtle Heads will have season tickets at football next year. Everybody good with that? Okay. Yeah, they're very reasonably. Yeah, of, course, of, course, of course, you three are good. Well, you're not putting no money out for it. I'm the one putting the money out for it. <laughs> well, you're you're the CEO, Jordan. Yeah. I mean, hey, hey, tax write off. Yeah, but, exactly. So here we are in June talking Maryland football. That's a big step right there, too, boys. Absolutely. Uh, while we're talking Maryland and uh, revenue generating sports and uh, possible, oh, okay. <laughs> Next topic. No, I, I saw. Uh, I believe it was on Thursday that Maryland basketball has uh, reached out to a junior in high school. Uh, whose father we were not able to recruit. But uh, he does play for Team Mello in the um, AAU, and that is uh, Carmelo Anthony's son, uh, Keon Anthony. Uh, he's a um, I think he's like a 6'5 guard. Yeah. And um, Well, let me just ask you this, Dave. Do we even have a chance? Yeah, I believe so. Do you? Okay. I, right. I think so. I mean, he's not the prospect Carmelo was. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, it's a, at all. What I'm reading off of uh, one of the Maryland sites is that uh, he's the 62nd player in his class, 14th uh, rated shooting guard of the 2025 class, received offers from Illinois, Tennessee, Florida State, Indiana, Pitt. Those are the ones they name, and I don't see why we couldn't compete with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's. He's been he's been he's been to campus. He spoke highly of campus, but he really he speaks highly of Syracuse. Does he? Well, yeah. oh, well, I mean, Mello is. He said he spent a lot of time his whole life in Syracuse. Yeah, and and Mello has donated uh, millions of dollars to the school uh, throughout his uh, NBA career and since his retirement. But it should be noted, uh, Daryl Morsell and Sean Mosley both also played for Team Mello, so we may have some inside guys that could uh maybe uh sway him but 
Yeah, when you mentioned Syracuse, uh, even though he only played the uh, one, was he, it was only one year, I think, and won the national championship. Carmelo has always had uh, a connection with them. But maybe now that Bayheim's gone. Yeah, that's that's that, the thing. But That could help. Um, yeah, I think he's probably Syracuse's dude to lose. You right. know what I mean? And everybody else is in the sweepstakes to get him. To woo him out right. of Syracuse, yeah. right. But, but the good thing is we have bigger fish to fry in recruiting. That's that's the good like in the years past that would have been a prize recruit for us, but that'd have been yeah. like our DJ Strawberry. Yeah. I mean like we're really going for blue chippers and I like it. So. Well let's just stay on that let's stay on the recruiting trail. What's the latest with Derek Queen? Derek Queen is well, Daquan Davis, uh we have backed off of him now and now they're saying he's probably gonna go to problem. Mm-hmm. Why did we back like, off of him hard? We backed off of him, which is something that I like because they said his production has fell and they have started to not maybe it, not see the good fit there. But question kind of the, question of work ethic. Well, I don't think it's the work ethic, but I think he's just not as good as what they what they thought. He's plateaued. He's a he's a sixteen year old kid. And, plateaued basically. And I just remind like like Doherty. We we offered him when he was a, a freshman or a sophomore, mm-hmm. and he just regressed. And we stuck with him. At least we got a coaching staff that's going to see it, and they're, they're okay with cutting ties because they have so many more fish. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Don't don't throw uh, money at a problem. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, we'd be I'll the New, we'd be the New York Yankees if we did right. that. Hey. He was a little bit worried about uh, DHS staying two years and him not getting as many minutes. So, well, we don't, we don't I want say, that right now either. We want guys that are willing to go out there and fight for those minutes. Exactly. If he's already exactly. worried about not getting his minutes, then exactly. He it, must it's be kind questioned. of just like what Jordan said about uh, the transfer. I, I forgot his name already. Chance, he's chance not on our team yeah. Oh, no, the, not the one from New Mexico. Oh, yeah, Ian uh, Martinez. Ian, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, on Queen, I, we're still in really good shape for Queen. I'm, I'm getting a little bit nervous about this stuff because we haven't got no commits for next year. Huh. We're in with a lot of guys. I just want to get a couple of these guys on board. Well, because, I feel, I feel but, like this is always like a dead period, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it should start to heat up right now. I mean, because uh, but they did. They went heavy. I don't have the names in front of me. Maybe next week I'll have all the names in front of me. He talked about Carmelo, but they went heavy on the. The juniors the other day, we got a bunch of offers. We're in with a bunch of guys, a lot of, lot of DMV talent. Yeah, I think Thursday so, was the first day anyone was even allowed to yeah, uh, contact the, the junior was class. When the coach could actually contact. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I knew there upcoming, was some deadline. Juniors, June fifteenth, and yeah. So, but I think I think we're still in really good shape for for Queen. They are uh, the Roofs. Is that his name? Who? Oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah yeah the guy from IMG oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. he's he's they're starting to prioritize him but they said he's kind of like a you can't really gauge him but I think a couple of these dominoes will start to fall soon I think Queens the big one once that falls well I, I still I still think we're gonna get Queens and I think we we stand at least a decent chance with the roots kid just given you know Braden Pierce came from IMG and we got Kaiser that came from IMG so at least like. Maybe those guys might be in his ear a little bit, but yeah. You know. And uh, well, we'll have what we'll three scholarships opening next year: Dante, Jahari, and Jameer. Unless Jahari has an extra year, probably does. Who knows? Well, I hope we don't keep him. Yeah, 
But well, I mean, we're not against running anyone, so that's the way I look at it. Yeah. I think it's a, it's it's supposed to be a four man class, so. Hmm. Well, it was when they were talking about uh, Daquan Davis, but now they're saying they don't know if they'll do the three or go back with the four. I just feel but, like we've uh, been watching Derek Queen for like three years now. So yeah, but the, the one thing that don't worry me too much is that usually we're on these guys, but he's he's been a blue chipper right from the start. So everyone's been on him. It's always that late push from like Kansas or Kentucky, but they've already pushed for him. You know? Yeah. I just I feel really good about that one. Uh, Mustafa Gerard, remember him? Gerard Mustafa, remember him? Tricky. No, where was he from? He played for Maryland back with Gary Williams, like right. Oh, way back Williams, when? No, right, I, I right thought you were talking. Gary. Yeah, no, I, I remember him. Yeah, Mustafa. I didn't remember the first name, but no, the yeah, his. We're really high on his son too. His son's a junior. Okay. And they said he's a he's a, a wing athlete. I think he's really prioritizing wing athletes, and that's what we've been missing. Just look back when we played Alabama this year; all their athletes, tournament recruit athletes. We might have one or two, and then when he had one, he didn't know how to use it. How about it? How about it? So, well, just I think, to, for all the people at home that don't even know who we're talking about, Derek Queen, just his profile, real quick. He is a five star, twenty four seven has been ninety eight, um, crystal balled to Maryland. His list are Maryland, Indiana, Arizona, Arizona State, and Auburn, and they have everybody cool except Maryland warm. And Tony Skin was his lead recruiter, so I don't know who's going to pick that up. But uh, uh, I think uh, what's his name picked it up. Uh, um, the math guy. Oh, oh, Mike Jones picked him up. Yeah, Mike Jones. Mike Jones jumped right on him. And do we have our coaching staff filled out? I know we had uh, we had we had more than one person leave, right? Because I was just wondering if there was any chance that we could bring Juan back into the fold, kind of bring him back, like. Uh, because he's really not a commodity right now with all that went on at Coppin, but if he was just a guy on our well, bench. I, I, I think Juan has a chance to come back in two to three years. No one's going to touch Juan this year or next year. They're going to let it all cool off, whatever happened, let the truth come out. But Dave was talking there, might be NCAA, might be changing it up, might be able to add an extra or two extra coaches. Yeah, they said it's like – because right now they have like the voluntary coaches. Yeah, right. But they're doing away with the voluntary coaches and they're letting you have five coaches now. So there was talk that maybe Bino, he was coaching at a team camp this week. Okay. On Maryland. He's done with DePaul. He went and got the bag from DePaul, and now he's done with them. So he could come back. I always like Bino. Yeah, I just figure with uh, with Juan, if he wasn't one of the top coaches, if he was you know, down at the bottom and, and you know didn't get a lot of screen time but was you know behind-the-scenes guy, it would kind of help him integrate back into Division One basketball society. <laughs> No, he, I, he might have to take that route. I mean, he's going to – he might have to take, like, a director of basketball operations or something like that, a job title like that. And, and I think I think he would. But I'm not saying the door is closed on Juan at Maryland. I think, I think Kevin will open up to an alumni. But you look at all the alumni that were in the coaching tree, they've all taken jobs now. Dwayne Simpkins. Um, what was the other – who was the other one? Um, help me out, Dave. Uh, I it was uh, – that's a that's now a head coach that was a Maryland player, but but Dwayne Sipkins is the big one that sticks out. But you have David Cox, he has a chance to be a head coach again somewhere. He was at Rhode Island. I'm not saying this year, but Mike Jones, in my opinion, is only going to be here one year, two years at the max, and he's going to take a head coaching job somewhere. Greg Manning, he'll probably be here for a while, 
And that's going to, so you could look a spot open in the next year, but Kevin Willard turned what? Three people into head coaches this past year? I mean, I'm pretty sure the director of basketball operations took a head coaching job somewhere. Yeah, Tavon, Tavon Sadler. He, he, he got a head coaching yeah. job. He, well, wasn't even, he wasn't even uh, on the, like, he wasn't even an assistant coach. He was just, like you said, director of player personnel or something like that. All the, yeah. more, all the more so for my theory then, because if we're going to have this kind of turnover, if we're going to lose Jones after a year, I think uh, Juan could really help us with recruiting as well. So yeah. why, why not have him at the bottom of the totem pole? just waiting uh, to fill one of these spots in the next year or so when these other guys do move on. But uh, Jordan may be right in that, you know, he's just too hot right now um, NCAA wise, and it may take a year or so out of the spotlight before anybody can touch him. Yeah. And don't get hurt. Don't get butt hurt. If we see Juan take a job somewhere at a lower level, it's just like Dave said, maybe he's just trying to work his way back in, but that's, that's enough Maryland basketball football. We've kept you on long enough Dave with that. But uh, it's exciting times. Football is going to be here before you know it. And basketball is right around the corner. So go Terps, as always. So let's go from one basketball to another, Dave. Uh, your Zards. You know, my Nuggets pulled it out. Uh, first off, congratulations, Tricky, on picking the Nuggets. To congratulations win. to the Nuggets on avoiding the kiss of death. It's not easy, Tricky. No, and while we have Dave on, if we're talking about championship ball clubs... I believe Dave was even earlier than my Nuggets choice taking those uh, Golden Knights of Las Vegas in the NHL. Yes, congratulations, Dave. Yes, props to Dave. No one knows uh, hockey like Turtlehead Dave. That's right. Exactly. I mean. So, uh, let's go right in NBA. Bradley Beal, Zards, what's your take? I I like the move, but I think they could have done better. Well, my question about what they received, Dave, I mean – Okay, we're talking about the Denver Nuggets a second ago. Did you know in the last, like, 20 years, only one second-round draft pick has won an MVP? Or, no, has made an all-star game, and that's uh, Nikola Jokic. And yeah, that, that's what I was saying. So we, we, got, we got, like, a whole bag full of number two or second-round yeah. picks. There wasn't a single first-rounder. We didn't get and, DeAndre Ayton. We're going to get – it looks like Chris Paul, but only so we can move it's him elsewhere. He's even going to play for us, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a, he's I wouldn't be surprised he, he if, play if we don't cut him. No, that, no it, it's, it's already assumed that uh, he'll never put on the wizard uniform, that uh, they're already making deals uh, behind the scenes from what I understand. Yeah, I believe. Possibly send it back to the Clippers. I texted in the group message that I would have liked to see Aiton in the deal. I would have felt a lot better with Aiton in the deal, but. I read that the Heat was offering a load of number one picks, future number one picks, and Kyle Lowry, which we could have cut him also. Sure. So I, I just, I don't understand why you. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was Beal's. Maybe Beal. I know Beal had like a no trade clause. He, I think he's the only guy in the NBA, LeBron included, because we have to mention LeBron so we can get ratings. Um, I believe even he doesn't have the no trade clause. I think Beal is the only one. As, as yeah, but maybe, maybe Beal, maybe Beal said, "No, I'm not going to." Well, the only thing I can also think of, just look at what Beal had left on his contract. He's got like four years and like two hundred and like eight million dollars left on his contract. I mean, I don't know if yeah, we, a team's we willing to give Beal, up. He won three championships. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know if you're going to be able to get offloading that contract as well as a couple of. Yeah, First round I, picks. I, I personally think he's a top twenty player in the league. Well, hold on. First off, point blame at the Wizards organization. 
They just signed him to this contract last yeah, year. Yeah, last right? offseason. There's the first part. Then you give him a no trade clause. Second problem. So, like you said, well, it's a, it's a new it's a new GM though. I I know this year is yeah because the G, this GM didn't yes. even give him that contract. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, yeah I know so that. This I know. guy, this guy is, is is like I said, I agree with the move. Like rebuild. No, no, I, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I agree with it too. But like you said, yes, do we all want more? I don't even care about NBA, but yes, <laughs> any team would want more. I get that. But like you said, you hit the nail on the head. The no trade clause held it up. And then three, what we were talking about was, the, you said the new GM. Yes, I know he's taking it over. That's why they just need to start from the bottom. And, like, what would you say, Porzingis and uh, what's his Kuzma. name? And Kuzma. They're, they're going. I mean. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm seeing there's a lot of talk about Porzingis being traded for the number three pick. No really? way. How do you get the number three pick for Chris Stapps Porzingis, but you get a bag I, of used basketballs for Brad Beal, bro. Happened, but I, I read that on a couple sites today. That's now who, who's holding three? That's um, is that uh, the Rockets? Let me check. I can tell you in just a minute. I thought the Rockets were at three. I thought it might be the Timberwolves. I don't know. It's going to be Portland. Portland. Oh, Portland's three. What do they yeah. want with Porzingis? Because now the big word is that uh. Jimmy Butler is trying to woo Dame out of um, out of Portland. Portland. So, well, here here's my issue with the whole thing. No matter what happens with the Wizards, just look at their past twenty drafts. Go all back to two thousand. What what have they really done with their draft? Kwame, well, they drafted Beal, Kwame Brown, Juan Narvo, Rod Gazard, Juan Dixon, Jerry Jeffries. Steve, got, Steve Blake, so two great picks. They right basically there. they basically got Brad Beal and John Wall. Yeah, seriously. Well, now that he's no longer a wizard, they're actually they're acting like Rui Hachimura is a decent ball player now that he's with the Lakers. But uh, and Javale McGee, don't forget. Yeah, him. Otto Porter was a big mistake, but um, yeah, but also that Otto Porter that that draft was so weak. It I was mean, trash. And yeah, we had the three three pick in that draft, and it was just a terrible draft. I mean, granted, if I look back, I'm sure there was studs that we missed on. But Alex Lynn, I just wish we could have gotten at least oh. one young player with some pot- Giannis. Giannis went 15. In that some draft. potential, a <laughs> uh, uh, young player with some potential from uh, Phoenix, rather than just a bunch of second round picks. Unless this new general manager is going to somehow package those twos in other trades and. You know, there, no, there may be more going on behind that, especially if they're trying to move uh, Porzingis and possibly Kuzma. But what does that even leave left on the team? I mean, it's like yeah, – who, who are you going to pay to see? How are they going to put people in the stands? Yeah, I mean, it's not like my Utah Jazz who traded all their players for a bunch of draft picks because in Utah you have nothing else better to do. So you go to a Jazz game whether you know the guy's names or not. But D.C., you got other options. And they've had attendance problems when they had – Bradley Beal and John Wall and everything. So, yeah, I mean, let, let's look at that 2013 draft. Anthony Bennett went first overall, not even playing anymore. You got Oladipo. Then we went with Otto Porter. Cody Zeller, is he still in the league? Which Zeller was on the No, Cody heat? Zeller, that was the one on the was heat. Was he on the yeah, Heat? Okay. Yeah. Then you got Alex Len, Nerlens Noel, terrible. Ben McLemore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the old draft was trash. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only, the only guy that's really – yeah. You got KCP, CJ McCollum went 10, Michael Carter-Williams, Steven Adams. Like, the only guy that I'm seeing that's still, like, really, really good. You got Giannis at 15, Schroeder's still playing. No, uh, you skipped over at 9, my Utah Jazz pick, yeah, Trey Burke. Yeah. Man, he looked good coming out of Michigan, Gorgie, man. Gorgie Jang. Uh, oh, George Mason, Mason uh, 
No, Gorgie Dang. Oh, the guy okay. from the Bulls. Oh, right. Uh, oh, maybe not. No, 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 no. I'm no, got that, them. That, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was what's No, you're oh, thinking uh, of Lou Aldang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was like, there's no way my man went 2013. That man played forever. But like, I'm looking at the names on the 2013. Like, oh, Dave called it. It was a terrible, awful draft. Yeah, terrible draft. Mr. Uh, yeah, Rudy Gobert. Like, just awful. Yeah, so right. I mean I don't but so maybe there's three guys in that draft that we should have taken that we did, like maybe okay, didn't that, but that, that's fine I agree with that but then let's just go let's just click on something random we had two picks in 2018 let's see here so it'll be near the top I mean they're always right. in the lottery so Troy Brown is who we took after him see this is my whole point right here man after you get to like the top like eight people in the NBA draft are normally like. Fantastic, trash, trash. and even really not even that great. NBA. That's why I just don't like NBA because it's just you're taking these chances on these young kids and they don't pan out at all. Man, like just, Zion Williamson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like it is. I I I understand the move from the Wizards' point of view, and I think everybody would say like I think they should have gotten more on it. But I think the like Jordan said, the no trade clause and just what they were going to have to offload in that contract is really what held them up. And I would say, because I am you know, Mr. Silver Lining on that dark cloud, I always bring the positive. Yeah. Uh, one positive note on the whole deal is if they don't have to suit up Chris Paul. If he's just a piece and he ends up getting moved, maybe that's where the compensation comes from. Maybe we actually get something out of the deal through moving Chris Paul. But I don't think you're going to get anything better than – a third or oh, they don't even have third round picks. So, like I don't think you're going to get anything. Don't let G- yeah. uh, Lee yeah. be your general yeah. manager. He's over here accepting yeah, third dude, we'll, round picks. We'll ta- actually, I'll take a sixth. <laughs> we'll take the second round pick from three years from now with our sixth round pick. Well, uh, but, but the problem is, Tricky, I don't think we'll get nothing for him because I think the Suns have been trying to move him and you might no get some cash because of that salary. You might right. get cash compensation. I don't think you get a pick for him, probably. Well, no, but that's the thing. Well, yeah, that that's the only thing. Yeah, is, is somebody if somebody's willing to eat that money because if we just have to cut him and then still eat part of that salary, that would be even worse. Hot take: Chris Paul gets his first NBA championship <laughs> in uh, DC next year. Only if Cliff Paul uh, suits up next to him at shooting guard. I'm going to end it with this because y'all know I'm a big NBA guy. We've already mentioned LeBron. We got to get him in for the algorithm. Move the Zards back to Baltimore. Baltimore Bullets. Let's get his party started. So last week we had the first ever Grape Upon trivia with Tricky. Now just remember, Tricky does trivia at Adam's Ribs 6.30 on Tuesday nights. Well, why are we telling you this? We're telling you this because we want you to win free food. If you go to trivia on Tuesday nights at 6.30 at Adam's Ribs, you have a chance to win a gift card to pay for your food or your drinks that you had that night. But how can you do that? You have to play to win. But here's what we're doing. We're giving you one free point. Is that right, Tricky? Yes, yes, because we're going to ask. I'm going to ask Jordan a question. Whether he gets it right or wrong doesn't matter. I will give you the correct answer if he doesn't. And then you will walk in the door one answer smarter than everyone else. So let's hit it, Tricky. Let's see if I can go 2-0. and Yes, Jordan did nail our question last week. If I go two and no, don't make it harder. I got to think about that today. I said he's gonna make it harder every week. Until I, get I have to. I can't. I can't let anyone win every week. <laughs> but uh, we all know that athletes make a lot of money. Some more than others, based on their talent. Some of it is because they are savvy investors. But I was looking at a list of rich athletes, and I have four of them here. 
all names you've heard of. I want to know which one has more money. So multiple choice question, Jordan. According to Forbes.com, which of these four sports stars has the greater net worth? Is it Serena Williams, Shaquille O'Neal, Tom Brady, or Phil Mickelson? I have a side question, Tricky. When was this updated? This is as of the beginning of 2023. Because you know what the answer is now, don't you? Michael Jordan. Did you see how much money? Oh, he I'm made? not talking. This is not. <laughs> We're getting a list. off topic. <laughs> this is not a list of the richest athletes. Um, Junior Bridgman, who had a journeyman career in the NBA, is richer than anyone on this list really? because he took his meager '70s NBA salary and he bought one Wendy's, then he bought another Wendy's and another Wendy's, and now he owns franchises of several fast food restaurants, and a business empire worth over $600 million. So when you see guys making $50 million a year and five years later they're broke, Junior Bridgman never made a million dollars in his entire NBA career, but he invested wisely, and now he's one of the richest former athletes ever. That's the tricky, but I tricked you in. I'm stalling. I know you are. So I'm going to need the question one more time, yes. just like we're at Trivia, and then I'm going to give you an answer. All right. According to Forbes.com, which of these four sports stars has the greater net worth? Is it Serena Williams, Shaquille O'Neal, Tom Brady, or Phil Mickelson? I have, an, I, I have why each one of them is. I'm going Tom Brady because of Giselle. Right or wrong? That would be incorrect. No. Tom Brady only has a net worth of $300 million. That is $40 million more than Serena Williams at $260 million. Phil Mickelson taking that Saudi money with the Live Tour. He is worth at least $410 million. But, however, as I like to say, however, not just based on his NBA earnings or his salary on Inside the NBA on TNT, but another man who knows his way about around owning franchises, the Diesel himself, Shaq Daddy. Speaking of the Diesel, he not only made money playing basketball, he owns businesses. He also travels the world as a hip-hop and dance DJ. They call him The Diesel, and I believe he's going to be playing... Uh, is he going to be appearing at Camden Yards it's soon? Somewhere, yeah, I did see that. You're yeah. right. Somewhere local, he's yes. Yeah, he's yes. throwing a huge rave. Yes. With the the Shack Daddy Diesel himself, sponsored by the Turtleheads. Yes, <laughs> we we will be there, cutting and scratching, with Shack Diesel. So my number of four hundred fifty million is probably outdated by now, because the man does not stop working. He's uh, quite an entrepreneur, and he's also. Uh, teaching uh proper money management to his children as well but yes here's the, here's the best part tricky because i love throwing you off track and you get mad that i do it you're going to get a point if you get that answer right correct yes correct can we get a bonus point if they can guess the correct number 450 no oh no I tried. I no tried. I, I don't want to give too unfair too many an advantage away. i still want non-awls to show up but the smart ones will be listeners to this program. So, again, that's Adam's Tap House in Fruitland. Tuesday, Tuesday night. nights, 
6.30 p.m., you already have one correct answer, and the answer is Shaquille O'Neal. All right, so we got all the boys in the studio. Well, Dave's on the phone, but technically he's here in spirit. In spirit, yes. Dave's my spirit animal. But <laughs> what we're going to do here for Mount Rushmore, things that dads do just in time for Father's Day. We're a day late, but it's okay. Things that dads do. Dave, first overall pick. It's got to be throw the baseball. Play catch. There it is. Play catch. Easily the number one draft pick. No, that's perfect for number one. Uh, I'm going to say gets the big piece of chicken. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) At least in my household, Earl Smith was getting the big piece of chicken. Was he a breast or a thigh guy? Oh, yeah. Big big breast man. (laughs) Absolutely. I was going to say, Biscuit was a breast guy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Runs in the family. Oh, no. I I like a good thigh, too, now. A thigh, a leg, and a breast. I just have no use for those scrawny wings. (laughs) But, yes, Dad always gets the big piece of chicken. Uh, Mine is easy. Fixes everything well maybe for your dad for yeah. sure well yeah yeah for this, yeah. this is for daryl monk sign and lee i guess you can quote to it when there was a problem lee would call me i said yeah, let me fix that for you i called dad and said yeah. hey dad how do i fix this i uh i consulted uh daryl monk uh on my ac unit before i actually called a uh multiple times uh called uh a specialist on that um all right so my pick i'm gonna go with um cut cutting grass oh, yes. but on top of that Cutting grass in the white air monarchs. <laughs> nice. Uh, snaking it back. I'm just gonna, you know, going off tricky. Just grilling. Just grilling. Just grilling. Grilling. Yes. Grilling the ribs, Dad, the steaks, the, the hamburgers. Yes. Yeah. Normally, mom does all the cooking, but when the grill comes out, that's Dad's time yep. to shine. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Great pick. I'm going with cutting edge ideas. Daryl Monk. <laughs> I, some of these I can't even mention the ideas, but I'm just going to let you know there is not a moment in time that dad has not come up with an idea that you're just like what but I think one of the best ideas dad ever had that he never did and he hates to this day they didn't do it Daryl Monk invented mini storage did you know that I did not know that dad went to Pop-Up and Eric when Eric was still living they, uh, he was Pop-Up and dad were in the military and he said dad we need to be build garages for people, basically storage sheds like they do in the military. My pop up and Eric looked at him and said, "Who in the world wants to pay someone to store stuff in their garage?" The rest wow. is history. Yeah, just think we're, we we we'd had a nice studio. Yeah. Tricky if we had a garage studio. <laughs> I would say we we'd be in a storage unit. That'd be very nice. <laughs> climate, yeah. climate control, no doubt. Yes, 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 climate control. <laughs> All right, tricky. All right, I'm gonna say uh, for my. Second pick, the look. Oh, yes. The look that does not need any words or anything else. You know you've done something you shouldn't have. You took the big piece of chicken. Yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you even thought about the big piece of chicken. And then you look up and your eyes meet and then you get the look. And that's all you need to know right there. He has spoken without saying a word by giving the look. Dave. And you got a snake here, Dave. Snake here. Well, I'm, I'm going to say I'm pretty sure Tricky benefited from this. PD was always the little league coach. Yes, perfect. I knew you were going there when you said I benefited from it. Both, so both was, of our he fathers. Coached soccer, were... He coached little league. He coached it all. So, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Tricky was on my dad's team one year. 
Oh, indeed. Yeah, so the coaching and uh, – I mean, we're from Deal Island. He took us fishing all the time. There it is, son. Oh, Boom. yeah, fishing. Perfect. Yep. Oh, this is back to me? Yeah, yeah back to you. All right. Um, teaching you how to shave. Ah, You yes. wouldn't trust your mother to teach you how to shave because – you just go around with nicer looking legs than all the boys. <laughs> Dad's the one that's going to teach you how to shave your face. So, Trick, I want to play off yours. You might have got the look. I got the, there's the door. Always and often. When you argue with D-Money, there's the door. That was always you your like option. It. You don't like it? Oh, there's son. the door. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go off of, you know, again, my dad. You know, after they come in from a long day of work, Bert was always good for one, maybe four, ice cold Coors Lights ah, after he got done. The mountains were blue. Yeah, oh, they were blue, boy. And summertime, most recently, he's gotten into a big Bud Light Lime, but uh, we won't talk about Bud Light on this podcast. Uh, lastly, going along with the shaving a little bit, sort of, you would you really kind of want to have this talk with your father. The birds and the bees oh, with the dad. Oh, yeah. yeah want to have that conversation with my dad rather than... Sandy. What was his favorite statement he told you? Ten minutes of fun can get you 18 years of commitment. <laughs> I, yeah, so uh, there was some... Uh, I'll, I'll tell maybe the guys off air what my response wanted to be, but I didn't tell my dad this. But Ten uh, minutes, you boys go hard, don't you? But well, I was well, going to say, just keep it well, up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I didn't know how to tell my dad, you know, I wasn't achieving that goal most times. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to finish mine off with I think we all can agree no matter what you wanted to do you tell your dad you wanted to do it hey, hey dad let's go do this let's go look at this and his first answer was probably no but at the end of the day guess what he did it so whether it was dad let's go look at this Bronco in Roanoke Virginia eight hours away he was probably like you're crazy but by the end of the night we're in the truck and we're headed to Roanoke Virginia so he was always there for a good road trip I guess I would say mm, I like it or just having your back. Having yeah. your back. There it is, Trick. That's how I sum up. Got your back. All right. Uh, we've covered most of the dad stuff. Gee whiz. Oh, in my father's case, it was building things. You mentioned your father fixing things. My father always felt like he could build something better than what you could get in the store. He's like, oh, no, we don't need to buy that. And he'd go down in the basement and make it out of wood. So just the ability to create things. Well, without his ability to create <laughs> things, I wouldn't be here talking to you now. All right, Dave, finish, finish all. Yep. Oh, well, my dad was always good for an extra couple bucks. You need a couple bucks? Yeah. Yep. You pull the wallet out, give you a couple bucks. Hey, I got a good know, story. So. I got a good story. One time I, uh, I proposed to buy something, and uh, my mom said, well, where do you think you're going to get the money to do that? And I said, Dad's wallet. <laughs> that's always a. That's always yep. Dad. No, that was a perfect answer. Any any honorable mentions, boys? Mine is modify. Tricky said Earl would say we don't need it. I can build it. Dad said that multiple times. But in the incidents that I did go buy something, Dad would look at it like the entire time. Mom let me and Dad go to Walmart unsupervised. Two hours later, we returned with a go kart. <laughs> But the go-kart didn't go fast enough. We had to modify that go-kart. But he is the king of modifying. Any other honorable mentions? Uh, my dad would always say, hey, look, don't make your mom mad. Don't make your mother mad. You know? Happy feel, wife, happy life, right? Yeah, I think, you know? at least in my situation, 
I would leave the door open, and Dad would always say, "What are you living a barn?" I don't know if you guys ever <laughs> oh, had that. Oh yeah, Dad, Dad sayings. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dad yeah. sayings would be an honorable mention. Um, the the best part is straight before you go to yours. Dad built the house that we live in in well, the shape he? of a barn, and he would always say, "What do you live in a barn?" Ma would say, "Matter of fact, we do." <laughs> Great, thank you to all the dads out there. Uh, I saw an interesting stat at church the other day. They did some stats about dads. Oh, jeez. Your uh, uh, church are big on the analytics, are they? Oh, yeah. We're a big analytic <laughs> church. We break down the stats. But uh, I don't know if I have this correct, but it's something crazy. And this is this is a serious moment. Uh, not very often the turtle heads get serious here, Turkey. But 75% of the males in jail grew up without a father or a lead figure in their lives. So that's a serious moment. So if you're privileged enough to be a dad... Uh, be a role model to those kids and and Tricky your instance or Lee you don't have kids yet you could still be a good influence to those men just like Tricky does every day at baseball he might not know it but when he's out there announcing the, the games he is an influence to those young men so role just, model role model son and that's all it comes down to be a good role model to these people because we're in the shape we're in because some of these kids don't have good role models but that's your serious moment yo Jay hit it let's go this is my recital I think it's very vital now the moment you've all been waiting for tricky trivia with tricky thank you jordan this is a continuation of last week we mentioned several weeks ago it was uh turtlehead lee that let us know that the great harry clifton curly bird was not only a native of chrisfield but actually went to Chrisfield High. Uh, we know him as the former namesake of the Maryland Terrapin Stadium. But his athletic prowess was just amazing. Of course, he played uh, football at Maryland, also at George Washington and Georgetown. He went to three different colleges. But he played professional baseball with the San Francisco Seals. That is a team that also uh, once starred Joe DiMaggio, not at the same time as Curly Bird. But then he went on to be the head coach of Maryland football for 23 seasons. And for another 10 seasons, uh, he was also, and this was during the same time he was coaching football, he was the head coach of the basketball or the baseball team and went on to be the athletic director at Maryland and eventually, for 19 years, he was the president of the university. All that, growing up in Crisfield, Maryland, as we mentioned last week, he funded his education by working on the water. You want humble beginnings. This man was an oyster and crab fisherman who saved his money, not only got to attend college, but eventually became the president of the university, Chrisfield, Maryland's own, Curly Bird. Hey, Jordan, before I jump off here, I want to bring something up. This might be a touch of tricky trivia one day, but you know everyone waits for the, the big NFL schedule release? Yes. Well, the Shippensburg field hockey schedule was released. Oh. And on September the 30th, it might be the first time ever that a Division Two field hockey game will have four players playing in the same game that went to Deal Island Elementary School. Wow. I believe that has to be a record. Yeah. And uh, 
Can we have and the names of those uh, Deal Island Skipjack alumni? Carrie Day, Carrie Webster Day will be sure. senior old Frostburg. Gracie Daniels will be a freshman, incoming freshman at Frostburg. Emma Price is an incoming freshman. She plays for Delmar, but she went to Deal Island Elementary School. And of course, Hannah will be for Simpsonsburg. Wow, that has to be uh, a first, absolutely. And also, there will also be two Snowbiz employees hey, yes, sir. playing in that, a D2 field hockey game against each other. That might be a first. And that will be Ella Essam from Pokemoke and Hannah. There it is. And so. Ella's mom also went to Deal Island Elementary School. Wow, it just keeps going. Yeah, It's a hotbed of talent down there. <laughs> yeah. If I may end the show, Jordan, on a supportive note. Because we are the number one podcast for supporting our local talent. I've mentioned in the past our sister podcast, our non-sports relative, the Happy Ramblings podcast hosted by Nicole and Andy and Kelly Scorbach. Well, they may be quasi-famous as the Happy Ramblers, but the real star of the family is Their daughter, Lauren, this is Andy and Nicole's daughter, niece of Kelly, who this week will be competing in the Miss Maryland pageant. So go online, cast your vote for the very talented Lauren Scorbach, who is at least related to some very special AWLs. Shout out to Happy Ramblings Podcast and... Good luck, Lauren Scorbach. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to be an AWL. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And maybe next week we'll have a big announcement for you, so stay tuned. Hope you all have a good rest of the week. Love you. Well, we got no choice. we